1: Welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and it's good to be with you again on Vitality Radio. I am always excited to deliver this show, but I'm especially excited today because I have a returning guest who got a lot of really, really, who I got a lot of really, really positive feedback from her last episode. So we're gonna talk today about women's health. We're gonna talk about PMS. We're gonna talk about hot flashes and menopausal things. We're gonna talk about urinary incontinence. We're gonna talk about maybe even urinary infections and what can we do about those naturally. A lot of stuff pertaining specifically to women and uh, we might throw a few things for guys in there too. But that's the topic today. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind you that Vitality Radio is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah. If you are close to Bountiful. We'd love to have you make an appearance at our shop, but if you're not, you can check us out online, vitalitynutrition.com, and uh, we're happy to help you in either place. You can also give us a call if you want to talk to a real person about what you're dealing with, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. And now, without further ado, I'd like to re-welcome Nikki Wolf to Vitality Radio.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Nikki, you were on episode 257, and we talked all about men's health. And of course, we live in a world now where equity is everything, so we can't not talk about women's health, right?
2: Exactly. And I mean, (laughs) it's something that affects so many of us, and it doesn't have to be as bad as I think media makes it to be.
1: I would agree. I'm really actually very excited about this conversation. I I did a show on on women's hormones and specific to the concerns about uh, birth control and how that can impact hormones and things like that. And it was a big hit, people loved that episode. So this I think this is gonna be well-received. I have a lot of female listeners that I think will be very interested in what we're gonna talk about. Nikki, tell uh, because you've been on before, people that haven't heard you maybe before, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself and your background and, and why I would ever want you to be on my show.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, happy to. So I'm Nikki, I have a bachelor's of science in public health, I'm a certified functional health coach. I'm the director of education and social wellness for a major supplement brand called Life Seasons, which you guys sell at your store. Um, But I am incredibly passionate and I've just lived from a very early age pursuing health, particularly integrative and functional health. I've been in the hospital since I was three years old for a monument of issues. And so there has to be Western medicine in my life for a variety of reasons, but I never wanted to create my diagnosis or conditions or hurdles to hold me back from thriving. And so that's something that I deeply feel passionate about is resiliency. And vitality is actually one of those words. And there's so much that we can do and there's so much in our control to feel and live and and be incredible despite our conditions. And so I've always just been interested in health and well-being, whether that's physical, mental, spiritual. Um, And so I'm just very happy to be here to chat about women's health and maybe some of the misconceptions that we think um, we're supposed to go through. So.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm excited to have you again. As I said, uh, the first time I met you was on Instagram. Uh, we had a few chats. And then, of course, I invited you on the show. And and uh, it's been really great getting to know you. Got to actually meet you face to face just a couple of weeks yeah, ago at the absolutely. trade show, which was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll just share really quickly because it certainly pertains to women's health. You're only three weeks away from having your first baby
2: three weeks away. I had my first like Braxton Hicks last night. And I will tell you, and again, we're going to chat about this. It's my first baby, but this has been, and I'm very blessed. Not everybody has this situation. The most blissful thing I've ever experienced. Nothing like all the, you know, everything that you hear. I'm still doing my 20 pushups every day, working out, swimming laps, lifting weights. And so I, there's a lot of reason behind that. And, you know, balancing hormones is a major one that I know we're going to be discussing today.
1: Absolutely. So let's go ahead and get down to it here. Balancing hormones. The first thing that I want to discuss, I'm really curious. I have very strong opinions on all of this, as I imagine, you know, but I'm actually really curious to hear another perspective on it. What are your thoughts for people listening right now? Women that are out there that are struggling with, uh, you know, significant PMS symptoms, things like that. They're going through menopause and having lots of hot flashes or night sweats or dryness or any of the various things that people deal with um, that are, you know, unique to women. Uh, what is your thought on how normal that might be?
2: I love that you brought this up. So. 80% of women struggle with PMS symptoms that impact their ability to perform in life and work. They're calling out, um, you know, they feel debilitated, paralyzed, they have to completely shut down their day. This is not normal. Um, I just had a girl on, um, a gal on my show, and she says on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being the worst symptoms, we should be having period symptoms between a one and a three. And I think that is mind blowing to so many people. When I first heard that, my jaw dropped Mm. because I think we're so used to, okay, we know our periods this week. I, we can't sign up for this and, you know, I can't go to this event or I need to do this because it's so debilitating. And, and when you start pulling back, you know, the life and what you have going on behind the scenes that's usually the root cause of what's creating the really heavy PMS symptoms. But when you can start regulating and balancing out your hormones, your your lifestyle, all these different factors, you're going to start noticing that your periods tend to be pretty easy.
1: Yeah, and I think that would be a huge shock for a lot of women because uh, I talk to lots of you know teenage girls that have just gotten that started. Oftentimes, they come in with their mom and say, "Hey, you know." started having my period I've had three or four and they've been horrifyingly bad you know tons of cramping and bleeding and bloating and mood swings and all these kind of things and it is very much a shocker I think to the majority of women that haven't had easy periods we'll say that that's even a possibility like I think most people probably I think women talk about this right Nikki you talk to your girlfriends about your periods and right (laughs) Like, men don't ever talk to each other about how enlarged their prostate might be. But uh, women talk about this stuff a lot. And I would imagine yeah. most women know, a, you know, have a friend that has easy periods. And they're like, well, that's just a lucky person, right? Yeah. They're just yeah. blessed. And I'm not so lucky. My period looks like this. And when they recognize maybe that everybody can potentially have, you know, easy periods, And, uh, you know, mild menopausal symptoms and things like that. I think that is an eye opener for a lot of people. Now, that maybe oversimplifies it, though, right? Because it's not just one thing that can suddenly turn you from having a horrible week every month to having a couple of days that aren't so great. There's a lot more to the story. So let's talk about lifestyle stuff. What do you think are the biggest offenders, the biggest things, whether it's in our diet or in our environment or whatever else that would be leading to or causing some of these extreme symptoms that so many women experience?
2: there there's so many that we can touch upon and there's more that I'm passionate about but you know our chemicals what we are consuming heating up products and plastic but i even think you know looking at our blood sugar levels our stress levels i would maybe say that that is the most that's the biggest influencing factor And I think one of the ones that we can have most control around, Um, but yeah, blood sugar, making sure adequate protein, looking at that. Um, And you look at the time of life that we are having these really intense periods, um, you know, and that can vary, but look at what's going on in that life. Is it, you know, late into high school where you're under so much stress where you're under eating significantly, you are, you know, maybe overtraining, you're avoiding all the fats, which, you know, where our levels of cholesterol are all completely off, which make your hormones. We've had a discussion on that, but I think chemicals stress sleep, Adequate quality sleep. Um, I mean, th- there's so much going on that we have in our control. And so I, I would say those are some of the most common ones.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that list. And and there's, a, there's there are some challenges, right? Because the way our society is right now, eating really clean is doable, but it's not necessarily easy. Uh, it's it's crazy now. I'm currently myself doing a no seed oil and no grain diet. Okay. So you take out grains and seed oils and you look at packaged food, good luck, right? You can't find packaged food that doesn't have those two ingredients in it, one of those two ingredients in it. And so then all of a sudden you're cooking all your meals, you know, from scratch. Uh, you're You're having to do things that are a lot more challenging, again, doable, but life is busy and and that's a, a big challenge for a lot of people. It's certainly not a small challenge for me. Uh, it it reduced the number of restaurants I could eat at down to about yeah. two or three uh, from however many there were, you know, prior to that. And so it is an interesting thing when it comes to diet. and then another challenge that people have, I think that is you know you mentioned heating up food and plastic, for instance, and you mentioned chemicals. well, so the plastic thing is, you know, it's, it's ubiquitous, right? Plastic in everything and on everything. And these types of petrochemicals are all over the place. But it's not just plastics. It's also makeup. It's it's hairspray. It's scented candles. It's mm-hmm. lotions and creams and all these different things, Glade plugins, pretty much anything with a scent, uh, unless it's scented with an essential oil, is going to have some type of offending chemical that is potentially disruptive to your endocrine system and imbalancing hormones. And the problem is you can, and I love this because you mentioned something that, you know, a lot of this stuff is in our control. Uh, according to EWG, you can control about 65% of those chemicals, but the other 35% They're in the air, they're in the water, they're going to get into your body. And so I think also one thing that I would add is detoxification is a big deal.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I just did a few episodes on that and how important detoxification is, especially if you have a genetic mutation like the MTHFR and you're not detoxing detoxifying properly. I live in Los Angeles, which is one of the cleanest, most nutrient-dense cities. Totally kidding there. Um, But yeah, we're just bombarded by stuff. But yeah, I mean, to our makeup, to what we put on the skin, because we're absorbing that. And I think, you know, there's a balance of risk versus reward. And are we stressing so much about okay, I got to get rid of this, I got to get rid of this, that it's actually creating more harm. And so you take what you can, you apply that, start making the changes, start, you know, implementing when you finish your bottle of lotion, you know, then go on to purchase a new one. And so, you know, I use vinegar for my cleaners now and I'll put essential oils to kind of combat the the um, really strong, potent smell, but I use Castile soap for almost everything nowadays. I use baking soda for my uh, toothpaste. So there's so many things that we can apply and we can do, but over-analyzing and like freaking out about it isn't gonna be our best option because then that, again, adds to the stressors, which adds to the imbalance hormones, which adds to the PMS. So it's really about being conscious of what you're putting in and and applying what you can't.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I was on your uh, an episode of your show. Well, it wasn't technically because it's not going to uh, launch until May. Yes. But uh, we talked about, you know, cholesterol and and the controversy about whether or not cholesterol is evil or good or whatever. And if you want to listen to that, you can jump over on uh, Nikki's podcast, which is uh, Inside the Aisle. Inside right? the Aisle. Yeah, Inside yeah. the Aisle. And I'll post a link to it in, this, in the show description. But so when we were referenced, yeah, we heard, we were talking about this. That's what we're referencing. <laughs> so we just recorded that episode as well. Um, so we talked about the overwhelm thing. And I hear that almost as much as anything I hear from my listeners is, okay, but I can't do all of that right now. So, you know, where do I start? What do I do? And I one thing that I've told people that sounds kind of silly, I think, but it means something, is uh, just do this. Make one change right now today that will improve your health in the long run, and that is instead of buying regular berries, buy organic berries. Make that one change. You're getting less, you're not getting the glyphosate, the other chemicals, and we know that berries are the most heavily sprayed of uh, you know of pretty much all the fruits and vegetables. So make that change. And you make that change this time when you go to the grocery store, you make the next change the next time maybe you're gonna avoid soy oil or canola oil or whatever it is. And so now you're reading packages looking for that. And you can just do these one thing at a time and those incremental changes can change your life and the trajectory of your health in a really profound way over time. One thing, When it comes to these petrochemicals, I just tell people, look at anything you've got in your house that has a scent. And again, if it's not scented with an essential oil, then when you're replacing that thing, find something that doesn't have those chemicals in it. And that little improvement, which was easy to do, didn't cost more than a dollar or two more in most cases than what you're normally spending. That is an improvement that most people can make. And over time, those incremental changes make a big difference.
2: Have you heard... um I don't know, like the joke of the saying, how do you eat an elephant? Yes, yeah. One bite at a time. And it reminds me so deeply of like where we are now to where we want to be can be so overwhelming that we get paralyzed and we don't take action. We don't do anything. You got to just step, do one thing at a time. And I found that, you know, you don't generally find motivation before you start moving. You start moving and taking action You start seeing the changes. That's when the motivation happens. That's, you know, you think about you going to the gym. Well, you're not motivated to go to the gym before you go there. But once you start lifting, you see changes, you're more motivated. So what that full circle is, start doing one thing. Then slowly add in another. You're going to start noticing your energy increase, your PMS decrease. You're in a better mood. Your partner's in a better mood. Everything will start building that momentum. And your motivation will increase and keep you moving forward. And so just starting with things that you know that you can apply, I think is so important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I really can't stress that enough. And I know that you and I, from our previous conversation, are very much in agreement on that topic. So then we, we don't want to overwhelm, right? So we have diet is, is a big factor, but let's talk a little bit about diet. What are some of the things that you think are maybe the most problematic in leading to more harsher symptoms of PMS or menopause or things like that?
2: I think, so when we're referring to blood sugar, not eating enough protein, um, I think especially with this fasting world, and there's absolute benefit to intermittent fasting, and I think there's a time and a place and a season of life, but for those who are struggling with strong PMS, when we're doing intermittent fasting and keto and depriving our bodies of certain nutrients or you know, starving it for a certain amount of time or doing high intensity workouts, that's not the right season for that individual or maybe even just the right week to do that giving our body love and nourishment. And so making sure that we have our breakfast, you know, earlier in the morning, making sure that there's adequate amounts of protein, I would say about 20 grams of protein in each meal, you know, including the carbs, not completely restricting, but being very conscious of what you're eating. You know, maybe that's sweet potato, uh, maybe it's oats, or if you're not doing grains, you you know, finding something different, but Making sure that you're getting a balance and absolutely those healthy fats are so crucial because again, your cholesterol is going to dictate everything with your hormones. And so not depriving your body, which I think so many of us do. And it's, you know, it's a story. I mean, I don't know how many women I've spoke with who have not gone through a season of deprivation because they're trying to lose weight or something. And, you know, maybe you have the skin in your body, but you end up getting all the hormonal imbalances and all the issues down the long run. And so making sure you're getting enough protein, you're balancing out with all your macros. You're not depriving your body in this season or working too hard, I guess we're focusing on food. So yeah, I, w- I would say those would be kind of y- your top ones.
1: Okay. And uh, and of course, we already talked about chemicals and some of the things that you can do pretty quickly there. Another thing I will say that I found to be really easy as a shift, you mentioned using vinegar, which I use a lot of vinegar myself for cleaning. But uh, basically for me, it's water, vinegar, and uh, something that I love that I talk about all the time. And I don't have any affiliation with them, uh, but it's called e-cloth. Uh, which is a Hmm. really unique microfiber cloth you can get the cleanest thing cleanest counters windows mirrors you've ever had with just water and a cloth that's really fascinating I gotta
2: write that down
1: yeah and and we well I fell in love with them uh, so much I got some samples actually at a trade show and fell in love with them and and we actually sell them at Vitality now but oh
2: fantastic I've
1: helped a lot of people do chemical clean free cleaning for about 15 bucks of cloths that you can then use, which in the end, save you a bunch of money because you're not buying chemicals anymore, right? And then you don't have
2: to buy doctor's appointments, (laughs) you know, if you're starting to get sick or call out of work because you're not sleeping well. I mean, yes, it's longevity.
1: Now you did mention a couple of things that I don't want to glaze over too much because I think it's pretty important. And one of them you said was blood sugar. Blood sugar is a big deal when it comes to hormones. So let's talk a little bit about blood sugar and why that is impactful and you know what people can do about it.
2: Absolutely. So blood sugar, you know, we we reference insulin and In most individuals it's higher blood sugar levels that's the problem. I actually have severe hypoglycemia, so much lower. Um but you really want to make sure that we're not spiking that blood sugar because then insulin comes in and that can start, you know, that's what's taking the sugar, putting it inside the cells and using it for energy. But if we are having, I, I've used this example of like a, let's see if I can shorten it, but like a clerk at a grocery store. And, you know, if if some there's one customer who has, you know, a certain amount of products on the conveyor belt, that clerk can handle it and bag everything up. But if you think about all those groceries as your sugar and it's a really, really busy day and they're loading up that conveyor belt and there's only one clerk there. So, you know, there's only one person that can package. They can't handle it. They start spilling things, eggs start cracking, glass starts breaking Your body can't handle in the process and things start wreaking havoc and that starts affecting your metabolism. That starts affecting your hormones, which will in turn affect your PMS. And so making sure that we have the appropriate amount of blood sugar to keep us alive and functioning, but not an overwhelming amount. And so many of us, you know, carb-rich foods or even making sure that if you're just having a piece of fruit, which you know, it's not a bad thing, but making sure you're having something to balance out that blood sugar spike so that it doesn't spike and then crash can lead to a drop of energy. And again, hormone dysregulation, making sure you're having, you know, a little bit of fat and protein with it. That's why they say, you know, fruit with nuts um, is going to be important, but, you know, we want to make sure that we're balancing out our insulin, le- insulin levels. Um, and a lot of times when we talk about women's Um, hormones, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome is something that's pretty common, a common issue. There's a lot of people don't understand about it. And that tends to, you be, you're much more insulin sensitive. And so being conscious with your blood sugar. I mean, I think blood sugar can be connected to almost every issue in the body.
1: Yeah. And, and then the other one that I wanted to touch on that I think is really important is sleep. I think if there's one thing that Americans deprive themselves up of more than maybe anything else it's sleep and I don't know it might be healthy food, but it's one of those two and uh, the thing about sleep is you know if you're a if you're a, a mom, if you're a, a a wife, if you're someone who is uh, not just doing the mom thing but also doing the work thing and you're stretched between you know, the soccer mom job and the the work job and all the other things that you've got. Time and organization is a real challenge for people. And oftentimes I think, well, I know I do this myself. Uh, it's very easy to say, you know what, I'm just going to stay up an hour later and get this done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so recognizing if, if if you're out there listening and let's just let's stick with PMS for a moment, but I would apply the same thing to menopause. And you have really uh, significantly uncomfortable uh, symptoms when when that time of the month arrives, um, you know, cramping and 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 mood issues and and heavy bleeding and things like that, or maybe you have a very irregular cycle or whatever it is. Any of these types of things, and you're thinking, okay, so what the heck's the culprit? If I'm really only supposed to have like a between a one and a three in symptoms instead of an eight, nine, or ten like I have every month, what am I doing wrong? What Nikki and I are doing, we're taking a pretty big sort of, uh, t- I don't know what you'd call it, a bird's eye view on this. And we're saying, OK, so here's all the things that you can consider. The best thing I can say is consider all those things, but make these incremental changes and see, let your body be the judge. Uh, if there's one good thing about a period being a monthly occurrence, it is that you can gauge it month by month and figure out, is it getting better Is it getting worse? Is it staying the same? Did my shift away from, you know, uh, vegetable oils and seed oils, uh, did it make things better or worse? Did my shift away from uh, refined sugar make things better or worse? Did my shift away from cleaning with chemicals make things better or worse or stay the same? And just work through those things. And again, let your body and its symptoms uh, be the judge of whether or not what the heck you're doing is actually going to do the job that you want it to do.
2: Absolutely. And I strongly encourage journaling like you mentioned. It's like tracking that down because we don't remember. We might over exaggerate. And so during maybe it's during the time that you are PMSing, whether that's before or during your period, start tracking down that stuff. What did you do today? What did you eat? How much sleep did you get? You know, and start seeing the changes and if there's any sort of correlation. But Man, sleep, and I've been doing some binging on that, and you know, I just got the book by Matthew Walker. I think it's Matthew Walker. Why we sleep? Why
1: we sleep? It's an amazing book. And you know,
2: I have the aura ring. My mom, my husband, we're all like competitive. Okay, what score did you get?
1: (laughs) Competitive sleepers.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) But how important sleep is for everything? That's when you recharge, you recover, and I think there's been, and maybe it's starting that narrative, starting to change of. I know with intermittent fasting and with sleep, like it's kind of like a a ward of like, oh, I only need four hours of sleep. I I think that narrative started to change where people are like, no, I, I want quality sleep. But that used to be the case where you were cooler, you, you know, had this badge of honor, the, the lower amount you can sleep. And, you know, they say you can sleep when you're dead. Well, you're going to die a lot sooner and your quality of life is going to be a lot more minimized when we're not prioritizing that sleep. So I think sleep is one of, if not one of the, yeah, if not the biggest influencer of everything, whether that's PMS symptoms, um, mood, energy, anything we want to name it, I think sleep is kind of that, that big underlying
1: yeah, it's a major factor. So yeah, definitely don't um don't skimp on that. And uh, I'll link it in the in the show notes, but i I, I did a really comprehensive episode on sleep., uh, if you struggle with sleep, maybe check that one out and see if you can find some improvement there. Let's move on to this because one of the things that I think is really interesting, Nikki, we live in a society where um, we've sort of been trained to look at symptoms. And how can we knock down the symptoms more so than looking at root cause? And how can we get behind the scenes of the symptoms? But there's sort of a happy balance there, in my opinion, because sometimes getting to the root cause isn't something that can be done in a weekend. In fact, it could take a year. We're talking about incremental changes could take two or three or four years or whatever it is. And it depends on what you're dealing with. In the case of women's health, I don't think it's as dramatic as that. I think there's a lot of things you can get on top of within several months, but it varies from person to person for sure. And we certainly don't want to suffer with symptoms in the meantime. So from someone with a health food store that people come to and say, hey, what do I do for this, right? What's the natural approach for this? Um, I get all the time women coming in and giving me symptoms that they're dealing with that have to do with women's hormones. And one of the things that I tell them is, well, so here's the kind of the big picture is, Let's look at what the root causes are which we're talking about a lot, you know, here on today's show and let's start addressing those root causes. But in the meantime, here are some things you can do to feel a lot better between here and there. So let's talk about some of the things that we've discovered, uh, herbal things, uh, nutrient-based things, supplements that can help with these symptoms as we're trying to figure out, you know, maybe cleaning up our diet, cleaning up our cleaning uh, of our homes, you know, things like that.
2: Absolutely. So we, Life Seasons has a formula called pre tea. And so this is all designed and I couldn't agree more. Functional medicine, let's get to the root cause of what's going on, but we want some fixes right now. So mm-hmm. what can we do? What can we take in order to Get that relief, and so premenced tea is a blend of vitamins and herbs that are going to be supportive at balancing hormone levels, um, promoting a healthy menstruation, and even um, it, there's even ingredients in there that help support menopause. But dong quai is a really good ingredient. It's going to be this root that is commonly used in Chinese medicine to support normal menstruation levels. Um, so any of that really intense. PMS cramping, um, you know, hormonal shifts. Uh, We also have cramp bark, which is a very, I mean, just based on the name itself is going to help ease those muscle spasms. So we're not getting those severe pains so that you don't have to clock out of work or not show up at school because you're in so much pain, you're debilitated. You have, you know, ginger in this formula that it's going to be soothing. Um, It's, you know, supporting inflammation. Cause I think a lot of stuff does come back down to inflammation. Um, it supports healthy circulation levels, black cohosh, which is going to help balance out um, your your hormones as well. And so really looking at herbs that are going to balance the mood, kind of calm the body so that it's not quite in this fight or flight state of being, um, and giving our body the nutrients that Maybe there's some gaps going on during this season of life, um, but it again it's designed to help in the moment. I do have some individuals who will take this prior to getting their symptoms. So you know, for me, my periods tend to be. I mean, I don't have one right now. I'm pregnant, but you know, they were kind of like any other day. But during heavier seasons, more stressful seasons, I would notice a lot of symptoms a few days before I start my period. And so I would make sure to take pre-men's tea even a day or two before that to give my body those ingredients so that it's ready and primed and prepared for that hit. And so some people like staying on it during their period. I've even had individuals who just say, I feel better with it every single day. It just feels like it balances me out and kind of bridges the gap between everything. So yeah, cramp bark, ginger, vitamin B6, B6, we know important for the nervous system, Um, red raspberry, wild yam. Um, So those have all been researched and studied to support reproductive health and just balancing out hormone health again.
1: Excellent. Yeah, it's a really comprehensive formula. And one of the things that I'll say, and it's not because you're here on the show, but uh, I have loved having representatives from Life Seasons on the show because the formulas are so well thought out. I've had, I think I've now, this might be the fourth interview I've done with uh, an educator from your company uh, so far. And that has been one of the things that I'm I'm always confident when we're talking Life Seasons products because the formulas always make a lot of sense. And this one, you know, there's a couple of other things that uh, I'd like to just chip in on this one. You know, Chase Tree, or also known as Vitex, is in there. So we're talking about PMS symptoms, but if you're talking about irregular periods, uh, that may be the single best thing I've ever seen for that purpose. And that would be a reason why this could potentially be a daily formula for a few months to sort of get the cycle back in rhythm. Um, I've seen a lot lot of success with that.
2: Yeah, I, I'm going to credit my pregnancy brain to leaving that one out. Um, <laughs> but Vitex, absolutely. I think that's one of the most used, most effective, and especially for those individuals with amenorrhea. So lack of, they lost their period, whether, you know, again, sh- crazy stressful season, uh, maybe they're under eating, kind of struggling with some sort of eating issues. Um, it's pretty common to lose your period. Vitex has been known to help bring that back regulate and just bring that body back to balance so absolutely that is probably one of the most crucial ones in this formula
1: yeah, I wanted to make sure we didn't uh, we didn't uh, miss that one. Let's talk about someone who is a little older in life, who's uh, hit uh, perimenopause or or is in menopause, um, or even postmenopausal and still having some symptoms uh, that are known as kind of menopausal type symptoms. These would be things like hot flashes and night sweats, uh, vaginal dryness. Um, uh, one thing that is very common in menopause, I hear it all the time. Actually, two things that I probably hear more than almost anything besides hot flashes would be a, a significant drop in libido for a lot of women uh, in that situation and uh, some sudden weight gain where all of a sudden uh, they're not having a regular period and they put on 5, 10, 15 pounds over a you know year or two period while diet and exercise and all those things stayed the same.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, we have our formula positivity, but we do have a lot of individuals perimenopause. So kind of prior to that established menopause, who will take this formula as well, giving your body the ingredients and nourishment. Um, Sage is a pretty known ingredient to help with those hot flashes. So reducing body heat and excess excess perspiration because and again, that we talk about sleep. If you're getting the hot flashes in the middle of the night, you're not sleeping. It starts tacking, tapping into that restorative component. And so making sure that we can cool down the body. Again, side tangent from supplements, but making sure your room is very cool. Getting cooling sheets. I've purchased sheets that are, there's some technology in it that it it stays really cold. So making sure that we're addressing that. Um, black cohosh to balance out those estrogen levels in the body I think one thing well so let before that we have the soy isoflavonoids and we use non-gmo um, organic soy I know soy is controversial for some this works differently in the body than just having you know stuff over the like eating a tofu or something like that it's gonna work at mimicking the estrogen and encouraging that hormone balance in the body. But one of my favorite ingredients in that we do really well with life seasons, kind of what we talked about earlier is functional health, but holistic health, looking at the body as a whole. Because we can't just address one thing. Um, We really have to make sure, you know, maybe it's somebody um, who's like losing eyebrow hair a little bit. Well, maybe it's not a biotin or collagen issue that's creating that. Maybe it's a thyroid issue. So we want to get down to the deeper rooted of what's going on. And so, like you said, vaginal dryness but also another thing that tends to be a little bit dry and clogged up is the um, is constipation. That's a very common symptom during mm-hmm. menopause. And so we're putting turkey rhubarb in this formulation to help with this peristalsis. So this moving contraction that's going to help move the bolus down and the food down. It's going to help move in the intestinal tract to get you to start moving regularly. Because we also know that excess estrogen in the body is excreted through stools, as well as your toxins. So if we're not going regularly, we're starting to get a buildup of these hormones, a buildup of these toxins, which can lead to belly fat, which can lead to all these other symptoms. And so making sure that we're moving things regularly, focusing on detoxification is going to be important. Um, And so I love that we add the turkey rhubarb in this formulation.
1: Yeah, and that's actually a really great point. I hadn't I uh, hadn't actually even noticed that before, but it makes a lot of sense. And I think you know, maybe at the very beginning of the show what we should have said was, you know, chemicals and diet and lack of sleep, but also lack of movement and two kinds of movement, right? Actually exercising and also making sure your bowels are moving like they should, because if you're not able to uh, excrete these toxins, you will end up with worse symptoms almost in every case. So if that and that's and it's a much more common problem for women uh, than it is for men, uh, chronic constipation. So we do need to recognize that that's a factor that we need to address.
2: Well, and I mean, there could be a number of reasons is the makeup we're putting on, the perfumes, the lotions, that's starting to clog things up and adding to the toxins. If you're having hot flashes, chances are you're using antiperspirants because you're trying to control that, you know, because it can be very embarrassing or, you know, cause a lot of issues. And so you're getting that extra, you know, all those extra chemicals in there. And so it's a hard balance to play. But the more that we can minimize um, the input that we're putting in our body, Um, whether that's topical stuff or stimulation, I think the better we're going to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so there's, there's a lot to this topic, right? And, and I think it's kind of interesting because as we've gone through this and, you know, recollecting back on the men's health topic, we certainly talked about some of the same things because of course, men's hormone balance is an important thing too. And pretty much everything we've just talked about applies equally to men and women when it comes to hormone balance, as far as chemicals and sleep and all these things. But um, maybe the solutions as far as symptoms are a little bit more straightforward uh, in men's health in some cases than than in women's health. So as we're talking about this and and you're looking at these formulas, one thing that I will say that I am a firm believer in it's really common for people to come into Vitality Nutrition and say, "Hey, do you have black cohosh? I'm having hot flashes. Or do you have wild yam? I'm having hot flashes. Or do you have, uh, you know, B6? I'm having excessive cramping, you know, during menstruation or whatever it is." And I really do believe that the combination of these key elements in these formulas makes a whole lot more sense for the vast majority of people than just a single ingredient that we know has a specific function. And it may work in that function and help out, but maybe you're missing a lot of other aspects of the big picture if you're not looking at at more comprehensive formulas like this.
2: Yeah, I think isolated ingredients have their time and place, but I think especially, I mean, maybe you're not going to a medical doctor, whatever the case is, you know, you have some sort of issue coming in and to get a full spectrum formulation that is targeted, not just on kind of that quick response and relief, but also this deeper rooted component. I mean, that's what a tonic is. A tonic you're, you're using ingredients and that's what we formulate as tonics, but you're using ingredients that balance one another out that improve the benefit. I mean, when you find your partner in life, they bring out the best in you. They calm down, you know, some of the other things that are heightened. And so that's what our formulas do is they, they benefit each other. When you play in this ingredient with this ingredient, they're going to balance and work better together. And so I do believe in doing a formulation as long as you're making sure the potency, the quality, everything is good. And Life Seasons has been shown to, with all of our clinical research and just the feedback and testimonials. It is an incredible company with comprehensive blends that have those therapeutic doses that are efficacious, that have clinical studies. Um, And again, we've done, you don't have to be the master. You already know, you're already coming in with issues and you're frustrated. You don't want to do the research of, okay, do I need to combine this and this and this? We've done that work of not just, again, would you have ever thought, let me add turkey rhubarb to help with me using the restroom if I'm coming in for hot flashes? I think most chances, most consumers will not be coming in and saying, oh, I need to make sure to get that too. And so we've done that deep dive. And so absolutely, I think a comprehensive formula is going to be really valuable.
1: Yeah, I agree for sure. And I think it makes a lot of sense. And again, if you are, you know, you may be looking at these supplements as, as you know, kind of long-term use if you feel like you need them, but you may also be using them as more of a bridge until you've kind of figured out what some of the other root cause type issues are. So keep, keep in mind that these supplements can be used, you know, either direction as far as that goes. Uh, We don't have a ton of time left, Nikki, but I want to hit a couple of these other topics uh, that are, you know, really common in in women's health. Let's talk a little bit about urinary incontinence. Now, this isn't exclusively women's problem, uh, but it's certainly more so. I think the numbers are like 75% in women, 25% in men. And and so we're talking about, you know, the inability to control, uh, uh, you know, urinary output or major urgency, uh, you know, lots of times per day, that kind of thing. You you folks have a formula called Women's Security. Let's talk about that and how that works.
2: Absolutely. So incontinence, for those that aren't familiar, it's a bladder leakage. And so there's generally, I mean, I think I've seen heard two main ones, but there could be three different forms of incontinence. So there's uh, one that's damaging to the nervous system and one that's more of a muscle issue. So like you mentioned, Jared, it could be, you know, you're sitting there, we're having a conversation All of a sudden out of nowhere you have to run to the restroom you know you weren't feeling it coming on or anything like that that's usually there's a nerve signaling not happening but also maybe there's a frequency going on and so that could be the muscle spasming we think generally, okay, if there's a leakage, it's maybe a little too loose down there. It's actually quite the opposite. It's more of like a murmur and it's this spasming happening. So relaxing those smooth muscle muscle tissues is going to be important. And so this formulation is incredible, not just for incontinence, but also it's a really good kidney tonic. It has a lot of supporting ingredients that are going to be nourishing for the kidneys, but you have Buchu, Eucomia, Vimpocetine. Which I'll explain. Vinpostine is really good for that brain to body connection. So maybe it is a nerve sign- signaling that is misfiring. Vinpostine is going to be helpful to tell your brain, okay, you got to go, you got to go, so that all of a sudden you're not, you know, one step away from using the restroom. Um, you know, you have that eucomia, which is going to be also supported for the kidneys as well. But this has had so much of an impact on people's lives. Um, And yes, it is not just a women's issue. We do have a lot of women who take it. I have young and old who take it but also a lot of men. This formula used to never say women's on there. So the formula never changed, it was just the labeling. But a lot of men, also men with prostate issues, because there's a very strong correlation between frequent urination, nocturnal urination. So this is a great formula if you are a man listening and are getting up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, maybe you go often throughout the day, highly recommend doing an incontinence formula.
1: I, I like that and I'm I'm glad that you brought that in with men as well, even though it does say women's on the bottle and the label's pink. Uh, men I can know. use it. I know. Uh, so, what about the? We we talked briefly about this, and of course, this isn't just a strictly menopausal thing, although it's quite common in menopause. But it happens to women of all ages, and and that is the, uh, you know, the low libido that a lot of women complain about. Uh, you know, lack of desire when it comes to things in the bedroom, um, and just generally feeling kind of blah. I, I hear that a lot, uh, where it's like, you know, I don't even know if it's necessarily a libido issue. I'm just not there, right? I just don't feel good enough to be interested in doing something like that. Uh, what, what suggestions do you have there?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that comes back to a bigger conversation where we might want to have a two-hour podcast episode, but it comes <laughs> back to hormones, I think, to stress, to are we depleting our body with these nurturing factors, or are we giving our body the ingredients and the building blocks it needs to be able to thrive. And I think a lot of us, particularly as women, we wear so many hats. I know I'm about to walk into a season of that where I'm sure the last thing on my mind is going to be libido and intimacy, because we're thinking about this, we're thinking about this. And there's a saying that women tend to be more like a, or men tend to be like a microwave and women are more of like an oven. You got to preheat them. You got to calm them. You kind of have to, if you're looking for intimacy at the end of the night, you got to start in the morning, you know, loving on them, nourishing and, you know, giving them that feedback. Whereas men generally you can turn the switch women, it takes a lot more. And that's the way our our bodies are designed. And so balancing those hormones, there are estrogen and progesterone levels, but also our cortisol levels. Because if we're at a heightened state of stress, you think about this back in the day, if a tiger's running after us, I don't want all my blood flow and circulation to go to my reproductive system, let's make a baby. It's let's get blood to my muscles so that I can sprint away. And so if we are in chronic states of stress, our bodies are not our bodies are so intelligent it's not going to prioritize libido it's going to prioritize staying alive and the main functions and so you might notice when you go through a season of maybe trauma or recovery or some really heavy things libido is the last thing on your mind but when you start coming back to balance and you know maybe coming out of that rock bottom you start seeing things start to change and balance. So again, it comes back to balancing those hormones. I think calming the stress, like we mentioned, blood sugar issues. I think stimulation, reducing our stimulation. As much as I love podcasts and I'm a host on a podcast as well, I think a lot of times we're walking around, let's consume more information. Let's learn, let's do this. If you are in a season of life where your libido is low, when your PMS is high, when you're having hot flashes, night sweats sweats, and mood swings, And you are being a consumer when you're driving and listening to this or trying to learn and trying to do all this stuff, slow it down. And I say that as I'm speaking 100 miles a minute, but (laughs) slow things down. Reduce the intake. Are you on your phone while watching TV? You know, what can we do to pull things? Start learning to get bored. Go to the bathroom without bringing your phone. You know, do things where you're like a little bit uncomfortable because that stimulation is increasing our stress, which is thus changing our hormones and leading to all these issues. So minimizing as much as you can, whether that's chemicals, ingredients, stimulation, I think you're going to see a lot of big changes in the long run.
1: Yeah, I love all of that because that that really is an area of life where um, and an area of health where The holistic approach matters in a big, big way. It's not just I'm in the mood or I'm not. It's all the factors that potentially would prevent you from uh, feeling like you can get into the mood. There are some things that we know clinically uh, have really good evidence, though, to help in this area from a supplemental standpoint. Uh, How does Life Seasons address that?
2: yes and so i know i always i'm i mean i work for a supplement company my my go-to is always talking about you know lifestyle things before the supplements but supplements are supplementing you know either a bad diet or poor lifestyle and so you know we have arginine in here which is going to help blood flow and circulation so making sure we're getting oxygen to these areas of the body and you know improving those energy levels vimpocetine again that brain to body connection We've B, a complex amount of B vitamins, which is nourishing for the nervous system, but you're going to th- see calming ingredients like theanine and theobromine, which is, again, we're not going to be able to want to be intimate if we're at a heightened cortisol level or very heightened. So we want to calm down that energy. We have go to cola and again, the quai in there, which is going to help balance out those hormones um, and help you know, boost a higher level of sex drive. Um, Damiana, which is a really known um, ingredient to help with mood imbalances and boosting the mood as well. So, I mean, there's tons of ingredients in this formulation. We have the chase tree berry, again, the Vitex that we've mentioned earlier, which is a very common one. Um, We have some cayenne pepper to kind of spice things up and get the body, you know, warm and ready, for wanting intimacy. So a really good blend of ingredients in this formulation.
1: Yeah. And again, the, the formula makes a lot of sense. Now, we, we, we have to all understand as consumers of everything, really, but supplements maybe in particular, that not every formula is going to work for everyone, that there are a lot of factors, and that unfortunately, supplements, as you stated very, very, um, uh, very well, I think there, supplements are designed to supplement good things that we're already doing, right? Getting enough sleep, uh, avoiding chemicals, reducing stress, all of these different things that we can do from a lifestyle standpoint. And if you are a woman, I'll just be... Uh, very frank about this. If you're a woman and you're saying, I've got low libido, give me a pill to fix it. And that's the only thing that you're doing to address it. You're far less likely to get to the results that you're looking for. But a formula like this can be a real big asset if you are also looking at these other types of things that Nikki's mentioned. And in combination, you can have a really great result.
2: Well, and I think, you know, obviously our I think our first go-to is let's talk to a specialist or a provider or, you know, even a health coach or, you know, listening to podcasts where we could kind of figure out what is it that we're missing. But if you don't have that accessibility, Life Seasons formulas kind of you know, um, cheat the system a little bit because we're going to give you those ingredients at those doses to get that quick relief. But again, getting to that root cause that maybe that's what your practitioner, naturopath, health coach might advise. Again, I focus a lot on stress. B vitamins, theanine, theobromine, that's going to address stress. So it's not just the main ingredients, Damiana and Vitex and Don Quai in there that that's going to be that quick, effective supplement or symptom relief, but you're getting all those other bridge the gaps. And so that's why I'm just such a believer at heart from Life Seasons um, because they, they do a lot of the hard work for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there are areas uh, where we all need a little bit of support. And I talk all the time about my vital five, just kind of covering the bases of things that people need to be aware of. And I want to just real briefly before we uh, get out of this conversation, because we're just about up against our time limit here. Um, we didn't mention this, and I think we would absolutely be uh, – Missing a huge chunk of this uh, of of what we're talking about if we didn't mention it, magnesium Mm -hmm. is such a major element that almost every one of us in America is is deficient in. And it is a massive player in stress and stress response. We have what's known as the magnesium burn rate, which is basically how quickly are you utilizing the magnesium that you're able to get into your body. And the higher your stress is, the higher the magnesium burn rate is. So it's a major, major factor. And when we're talking about PMS in particular and cramping, uh, to go backwards a little bit, magnesium is the primary element in the body that allows muscles to relax rather than contract. And so you can be far more relaxed, far more uh, ready from a mental and emotional standpoint, as well as from a physical standpoint by making sure that you're getting enough magnesium in your diet. And I know, Nikki, I I anticipate we agree here that the magnesium glycinate is really probably the most efficient way to make that happen uh, from a supplemental standpoint.
2: Glycinate, absolutely. But I know that there's a lot of research on the 3NA mm-hmm. um, that is incredibly absorbable and bioavailable. And yes, magnesium, absolutely. And, you know, for those of us that use filtered water, we're filtering out good minerals as well. And so making sure that you're supplementing with adequate levels, um, particularly magnesium, is going to be so crucial. Um, I, I, I think there's going to be a new resurgency about minerals, um, because I think, you know, we've pressed so much on herbs and vitamins. And, you know, I think minerals have kind of gotten a little bit of a backseat, but they are so crucial for health. And so focusing and making sure we're getting adequate levels. And yes, most people are absolutely deficient in magnesium, taking medication, drinking coffee, all these different things are going to deplete even further our levels of magnesium. So, I mean, that's why, you know, you hear brands um, or the marketing on air is the very calming where we take Epsom salt, magnesium rich baths, because it calms the nervous system, but also the muscular system. And so, yes, I, I think again, coming back to the stressors in the body, we need a calm in order to be able to perform at all these levels. Because if I'm sure maybe in a few months from now, you're going to have a different version of Nikki on the show, you know, (laughs) where my levels are, my stress levels are high. You see things uh, come out different ways. And so making sure and prioritizing that we calm those energies so that we can work properly.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And with that, I will say we are a little bit over time, so we got to wrap this thing up. I'd love to talk to you again soon on Vitality Radio. For you listening, if you enjoyed this conversation and you'd like to hear uh, the men's side of it, you can check out episode 257 of Vitality Radio, where Nikki and I did a deep dive on men's health and uh, covering prostate health and and libido and testosterone and things like that. Uh, Also, if you, uh, again, if you enjoy Listening to Nikki, uh, and even if you didn't enjoy listening to me, but if you like to listen into both of us, there's another <laughs> way to do that. On uh, May 22nd, it sounds like it'll be I'll be yeah. on Inside the Aisle, uh, Nikki's podcast. She has another really cool podcast that I think you should know about. It's oh, called sure. Road to Resilience. Uh, this is uh, people's uh, real life stories uh, bouncing back from very, very major challenges in life. Uh, we all get them, right? We all have big challenges that we have to uh, get through. And I believe the more we can hear uh, the 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 people on the other side that have made it through those challenges. I did a show on Vitality Radio, if you haven't listened to it, I was talking to Nikki about it before we started, called Jen's Story. That's about my Jen, uh, my sweetheart, and her road back uh, from 10 years of addiction to opioids, uh, 20-year-plus diagnosis of bipolar. She's on no medications. She is happier and healthier than she's ever been, uh, approaching 50 years old these things can be done. And I know I echo uh, uh, Nikki's feelings on this. The reason we do our shows is to help you find the way to get these things done in your own life. So I'd love to have you check out her shows. Uh, Obviously, I love that you listen to Vitality Radio and appreciate it very, very much. Nikki, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me once again on Vitality Radio
2: absolutely i always enjoy it so thank you so much jared i appreciate it
1: you bet and for everybody else thank you so much for listening if you like what you hear go tell somebody share this show share nikki's shows let's get the conversation going about all of these things that pertain to our mental physical spiritual health things that we can do to truly make a difference in our lives and our life our uh our emotions and all of the things that we concern ourselves with that's why we do vitality radio i appreciate you listening to me if you have any questions call us at 801-292-6662 that's 801-292-6662 or check us out vitalitynutrition.com i'm jared st Clair, and this has been vitality radio
0: Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.
2: Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. The FDA has not evaluated this podcast. This podcast is provided with the understanding that information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for care by a medical professional. Thank you.